Welcome to the Reporter Podcast with Bo Berman. to Reporter, the podcast that delves into the minds and lives of broadcast news reporters and anchors, and today, a meteorologist delivering a behind-the-scenes look at their careers, methods, best practices, and personal stories from the trenches of journalism, and today, we have a cool guest, someone um, who I've spent a lot of time with, Dan Amaranti, the uh, a meteorologist at Fox 61 in Hartford, Connecticut. You are a meteorologist, right, Dan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your AMS certified or whatnot? Yeah, I got like, it's a certified broadcast meteorologist. It's like something I had to like take a test for and all that a couple of years ago. So, so, so proud to rep that. <laughs> CBS certified broadcast meteorologist or CBM. Yeah, right. CBM. Yep. I'm bad with letters apparently. Um, well, thanks for coming on the show. I'm really excited to have you. Um, and uh, you're the first of your kind, the first uh, weather person, a.k.a. meteorologist, to come on to Reporter. And, and uh, obviously it's called Reporter, not Meteorologist, but I think it's fair to include uh, others and share the wealth, right? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I've done all kinds of stuff, you know, in, in my career with like reporting and traffic. And I did some sports the other day. So I've kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything. So, so I kind of, I get the general gist of, you know, how it feels to be a reporter and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. They got you on sports the other day. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, or maybe not cool if you want to just focus on weather, but. Um, no, no, it was, it was, it was fun. I, I, I was watching the world series and they were running a bunch of highlights on it. And I'm like, guys, I can just talk about this if you want. And they were like, yeah, sure. So it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> so who do you, who I, you're a Yankees fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work out well this year, but. Yeah. Oh, well. who, are you, who are you who are you pulling for now the nationals or the astros um so um, i the nationals have kind of for the last few years have been like my national league team they break it's kind of like my backup team in a way so if i'm like frustrated with the yanks i'll watch the nationals and my sister lives down in dc so uh i've been to a couple of games she actually got honored on the field at one point she does work with the national baseball academy so she has like a strong connection with the team so it's something I've always kind of followed uh, the last few years. And and so it's really awesome to just see them turn their season around and, you know, all of a sudden have a chance at winning the world series. Pretty Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't care who wins um, because I'm not a huge baseball fan, but um, they both have cool logos. Um, And uh, (laughs) Kevin Durant has a tattoo of the Washington nationals logo on his chest because he's from that area. I recognize that. Um, and also the Nationals logo, that W, looks like the Walgreens logo, which I always find I, funny. Yeah, like I'll, I have a National shirt. I'm actually literally wearing it now. But sometimes I'll wear it out in public and people will be like, oh, you work at Walgreens? And I'm like, no, 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 I don't. There's, there's a name on the back of the jersey. It's, this isn't, my last name isn't Harper. But <laughs> what I want you to do is put on that shirt and, and tuck it into some khaki pants and just walk around Walgreens with a clipboard. Yeah, yeah. You need to make a video of that. That would be funny. Um, so, yeah. So, for anyone who doesn't know, which is probably, like, everyone unless they know you, um, Dan was a college baseball player for uh, Western Connecticut State University. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, sorry. I forgot. Western WCSU um, yep. in, in Connecticut, which is in – is it in Danbury? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's right up on the New York border pretty much. Yeah, Danbury, Connecticut. So – um, that's kind of a random factoid for you, but um, I have to say we used to play. So Dan and I worked at the same station um, known as Fox Connecticut News, and, and now it's Fox 61 News, uh, a Fox affiliate in, in Hartford, Connecticut um, for a number of years. I guess 2011 to 20, 2015, I was there. Uh, um, but we used to do these softball games. I'm not sure why. Were they for charity? But it was it – was, um, it, it was the, the stations were pitted against each other. So it would be um, the CBS affiliate, the ABC affiliate, the Fox affiliate, and the NBC affiliate, I think. I think they did it. Um, yeah. Each other in, in softball. And, uh, man, those were some competitive and, and fun games. Was it for charity or did we just do that randomly? 
<laughs> it's kind of like some people, I mean, we, we raised a little bit of money, but it was, um, you know, not as much as we, we maybe would have liked to, but, um, it's pretty much like people would ask me how, how competitive it got. And it was, I just would describe the scene from Anchorman where like everyone brings like the, the, the trident and like all of the, the weapons. It's kind of like that, except just with softball. Um, and you know, it, it would get pretty intense. Yeah. People would be getting hurt. We had like three years in a row where people would be getting carted off in the field and stretchers and stuff. It was, it was pretty nuts. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, Bob Rumble like, uh, had an issue during it one time, which was scary. Uh, he like, did he pass out or he, he had an issue? Um, yeah, it was like really hot out. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, that was rough and, and kind of scary. And, uh, so yeah, I mean it was it was pretty serious. Um, I do remember Logan Burns wearing like Lululemon black pants that looked like baseball pants. <laughs> they were actually, which I was I don't know why I found that funny. Um, uh, have you uh, talked to Logan recently? I have not. I noticed randomly like about uh, maybe six months ago, he just started liking like all of my Instagram posts for like a couple of weeks, and then <laughs> and then and then that dropped off. But no, I, uh, I I've heard he's doing pretty well. I think he's still in L.A. Um, if he's anchoring uh, out in LA. So he's, yeah, he's, that's he's awesome. having a good time out there. Yeah. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, so he had worked, Logan was an anchor who worked with us at um, Fox 61 and, and was a morning anchor and then, and then kind of abruptly left and, and then landed in uh, Los Angeles. Um, Logan is a good looking guy. He kind of, he kind of reminds me of like a Ken doll. He's just like this classically, you know, handsome guy oh, with yeah. good hair, you know, just in the good, he's got a really deep voice like that really, classic deep mm -hmm. easy voice so anyway uh enough on him um but yeah i, I brought up the baseball <laughs> you're, you're swooning you're swooning both you're just swooning i know right i'm like do you know <laughs> what his number is or you know where he's living right now is he single? does he like my instagram pictures i'm definitely liking his um, no but uh there'd be nothing wrong with that um other than the fact that i'm engaged but um anyway so um so yeah but dan made like the best catch i mean you made the best catch in a, in a live game i mean seriously that I've, I've seen in my life or at least a game where i'm on the field probably even like mlb included i mean a game that i was at i've seen better highlights on tv but like it was amazing like this is a, a like a, a softball game and he dies he's like sprints and dives in left field or right field and makes this diving catch like lays out into grab i mean that was just like i was in shock that that catch was amazing what was funny about that was that, um, well, two things. One is that it's on YouTube now. So like anytime some, some guy was just showing up to that game to just like take some random video, it wasn't even one of our news photographers. It was, it was just a fan who just wanted to get video of these two teams playing softball against each other. And he put it on YouTube and it's got like, I don't know, 5,000, 6,000 views or something like that, which is pretty cool. But also anytime I go speak to like schools about weather and all that, they, the first thing they do before I show up is they research me and they look me up on YouTube and that's the first thing that pops up. So basically like that's the, the one highlight that like every school sees before I go speak to them. It's just, and so they always like comment on that catch from whatever year it was like 2015 or whatever. And then <laughs> yeah. the other, and the other thing about that was that I ended up getting onto um, one of the other stations um, channel eight WTIC or not WTIC WTNH in New Haven um they they took that video and they showed it on their sports segment and and so i was like and they actually gave me like a shout out they were like fox 61 meteorologist dan amaranti making this catch against us and i was like so it was kind of cool that that day i was on two different stations in connecticut at the you know, same yeah. time so snuck your way on if you can just get on all four somehow maybe like yeah, like, yeah. To make bad news for that to happen probably yeah um, yeah 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 um <laughs> Wait, what was that? I'm suddenly remembering a time when you were doing like all these school visits and you became like really oh, famous and the kids loved you and me, you and Lauren Victory were laughing about it. What, what was yep. that? What, 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 Huge what that? shout out to, to Fitch High School in, in Groton. So Fitch High School, what happened was there was, it was like I was filling in for Rachel Frank, our, our meteorologist who works in the evenings. I was filling in for her for three months when she was on her uh, maternity leave. And randomly, like people will tweet to me all the time and just ask about forecast stuff. So this, this one young woman tweets to me and just says, you know, are we going to, am I going to have school tomorrow um, because of the snow? And there was supposed to be just like a little bit of snow. Is there going to be a delay or is there going to be a cancellation? I responded to her and I just said like, no, nah, I'm not really thinking it's going to be, you know, that bad. So you probably have schools to do your homework. I said like some, like not even that witty of a response, but something. 
then she like freaked out about how this quote unquote celebrity like actually tweeted back to her and she's like guys guys Janet Marucci just tweeted to me and she like retweeted it and then suddenly that response that I sent to her originally had like 200 or 300 retweets and then just people and then all of a sudden I'm gaining all these followers all these high school kids from Fitch start tweeting to me and saying yo you know what's up and they're just like you know, it, it just got hilarious. And I remember you being there that night and you, you were like, yo, let me snag some of those followers. It was like, it was so funny because yeah, these, these kids were just tweeting me like nonstop and it became like a sensation. And then I, a couple of weeks later, I, I went to that school and made like a big appearance and it was a huge party for the entire high school. There were 1600 kids in that high school. They had, um, and I spoke to 800 in the auditorium, and then they had a live stream that was being broadcast <laughs> to the rest of the entire school oh, that nice. when I gave my little weather speech. And then they had the, in the cafeteria, they had this big thing set up where you could take photos with me. And I felt like a, like, like a circus show or something. Um, and I ended up making it a, a, a two page spread into their yearbook that year, oh which was just goodness. insane. So that, that was just, amazing. it was the most bizarre thing. So still like to this day, I'm sure, Several hundred of my followers on Twitter are still from Fitch High School. Fitch High School in, in Groton, Connecticut? Yep, in That's Groton, where Connecticut. The, where the Navy base is, right? Yep, um, yep, right down there. It's so funny. I mean, you, you have to be there to, like, realize how funny this was because it just came out of nowhere, and the kids are just so – I mean, it, high school kids have just such infectious energy. I love it, you know, and I think we lose some of that as we get older and become adults and get worn down by – you know, going to work all day and then having to grocery shop and you're standing in the line, someone's crying and it's like, oh my God, I got to go home and go to bed early and get up and do it all over again. And these kids just have such energy and, you know, when, and we forget because we, we do get worn down sometimes by the grind and especially on TV, like TV people, we become so used to this. Like, it's just like, it's old hat is the term. It becomes old mm -hmm. hat for us. So we're, we don't think it's, you know, special in any way. And like, you know, kids, like other adults even sometimes think it's, you know, they don't really like local news or they're sick of the news or whatever. But for kids, it's still something special. It still feels like a celebrity. It's still, you know, and, and it's kind of ironic because I think kids actually watch less local news than adults. Um, but for some reason, it's still like special to them and um, they will get excited sometimes. And that's hilarious. I mean, it all started with one tweet and me and Lauren were like your cheerleaders that night. We were just cracking yeah. up in the, in the newsroom. Because the kids started going crazy with it, too. They, I remember they started Photoshopping, like, hula skirts on you and, like, sombreros and making all kinds of memes. And, oh, man, it was funny. Very funny. And what's, and what's like, to, to echo what you were saying, they, they, took, they took something positive and just made it so epic. And it was, like, something that it, they made it so much out of, not necessarily nothing, but they made so much out of so little and it turned into something so epic and it was just a positive thing. Everyone was just happy. There, there was, you know, it's like adults tend to make things epic that are, you know, negative. And, and the kids, you know, just took this really awesome, you know, fun thing and just made it even that much more fun. So, yeah, I look back on that with very fond memories. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's funny, something similar to that happened. Like, I didn't really know this was a thing, but I, I started to realize, like, it's kind of, it's kind of a thing a little bit. And what I mean by a thing is that, like, high school students on Twitter and stuff will blow stuff up like this. And so I was covering a school district in outside of Pittsburgh, a suburb called Peters Township um, back in 2015, uh, the fall of 2015, when I moved back to Pittsburgh and started as a reporter at WTAE TV. And I'm out there and it's like a Wednesday night or something. And the teachers were deciding whether they were going to strike or not. So there were uh, negotiations with the union and so I'm interviewing like the head of the teachers union for the state and then like the local and then the superintendent and all this stuff. And these kids were actually watching the news, which they normally don't. And I think that's part of the equation here is they only watch when it's going to like intimately affect them, you know, whether it's weather, basically they only watch whenever school's about to be canceled. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, they were going to have school canceled if, you know, they couldn't come to a deal on this night and they were going to miss like 10 days of school. And let's just say the kids were um, rooting for it to, to yeah. not get worked out. And so I'm there, you know, I'm one of like three reporters who's live, but I forget what happened. I think like the other reporters packed up and left and we stayed till like 1am and the news was that they didn't reach a deal. Either that or they did whatever it was, the school was going to be canceled. And, um, and the kids went crazy on Twitter. Same thing, you know, came up with memes 
Bo Berman is our hero. Yeah, which is ridiculous because it's like I literally <laughs> had nothing to do with the decision. But, you know, um, sometimes people want to shoot the messenger and other times they want to raise the messenger up on a, you know, on top of an elephant, like, like it's Aladdin yeah. or something and celebrate them. And um, so these kids, like, it was nuts. You know, I gained like 200 followers that night. They're all tweeting at me. They're doing memes. It's like awkward because it's like, well, I'm 31 um, at the time, you know, and it's like, I don't really want to be communicating with high school students at all, uh, male or female, but, you know, they do have a great energy and, um, you know, there's something very like joyous and innocent about that kind of stuff. Um, there's a meteorologist in our market who has like a ridiculous amount of Twitter followers, but granted he does that game where he just kind of follows everybody and they follow him back. So he follows yeah. like 46,000 people and he's followed by 50,000. So it feels kind of like a cheat in a way, but you know, whatever you do, you, um, Scott Harbaugh is his name. He's for the NBC affiliate and he seems like a really nice guy. I don't think I've ever met him in person, but he seems like a really, really good guy from what I can gather. But, um, mm. the kids love him here and you can imagine with that many followers, you know, his things constantly go viral. Um, so it, it's, you know, it, and they love him because he's always tweeting out the, uh, you know, the snow days and everything. And so yeah, yeah. They, they just like to have fun with it. Cause it's this adult who's on TV and, you know, that's part of the beauty of Twitter is that it connects uh, people with, you know, with each other. So um, one thing that I, I on a random, random note, one thing that's really interesting is that like with this profession, you know, being on air and stuff, you can have just one moment that you do something, whether it's good or bad. And like, that's what people remember you for. Um, like, like there's, I mean, it's, it's around Halloween now, so a lot of people are thinking about that. And there's always, like, those memes that you see, like, a, a weather guy, you know, dressed up wearing some kind of ridiculous Halloween thing. Or, like, you know, John Oliver's show last week tonight has had those segments where it's like, and now local news on Halloween. And it'll oh, be, yeah. I actually watched the clips today where it's like, they show all, like, the ridiculous things. And, and those things that's like what a lot of people remember it as like, or remember us, you know, like whether it be, you know, a meteorologist or a news anchor or whatever. And it's like, you, you can work your entire career for one, for, for like, you know, to be legit and to do all this, like, you know, make your, make your name in one direction. And then all of a sudden you, you have like one little quick, you know, memeable moment. And then suddenly you're internet famous. It's just so bizarre. Yeah, it, it absolutely uh, is. And, and you're right that you're right to say that it goes both ways. You know, you do one thing wrong and, and that'll also, you know, really go viral. Did you see the video of the guy in California, the reporter who was laying on the cars and got fired? Um, uh, I remember, it? is it the one where he, he was, there was one where he was like touching, I saw one where he was touching really expensive cars. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. He's like touching these expensive cars. He like scratches one. He starts, he's like laying on them. It's a really weird thing. Like, I, you know, I, I give the guy credit for, for trying to, you know, be creative and be engaging in the morning. But like, oh, I just left a really bad taste in my mouth, mostly because I think it was just giving like journalists a bad name. I mean, his shirt's untucked. He's wearing sneakers. You know, he's yeah. super, super ultra casual, both in his dress and his voice. And, and frankly, you know, he was disrespecting people's cars. So not to sound like get off my lawn, but um, <laughs> so he got, he got fired. I mean, there, there was a big rebellion from the car owners of like, what the hell, you know, you can't touch our cars like this and lay all over them. And, you know, he was kind of rubbing in their face. He's like, no one's here. Look what I can do. And it was like, oh man. But uh, it was a wild video. I was just like, it's, it's very cringeworthy. We'll say that, say that. Much. And I, I've, I've had like, there is a little bit of that, I guess, pressure to um, like have as much personality as possible. Um, like, especially with, with morning news and, and morning weather too, um, you know, you gotta be that cheery peppy guy. And, and sometimes like I'm, I'm a morning meteorologist, so I'm really early, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm my hours on air are four to seven, um, and our morning show goes all the way until 11 o'clock and then, you know, whatever, it's, it's a long show, but I have to like keep that smile on the whole time and try to have as much, you know, as much personality as possible which sometimes is a little difficult and it's like you, you feel that pressure so I can almost kind of feel some of the pressure that that guy may have felt I don't know if that's what motivated him to be a doofus but you know so some of the dumber things I've done on tv I look back and I'm like yeah it was pretty much just because I you know wanted my boss to think that I 
have a lot of personality. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And so it would be short-sighted to like put a hundred percent of the blame on this, this guy who's a young man, you know, trying to make a name for himself and whatnot. I think he was in Sacramento, but, um, and I totally hear you. I mean, I've done the same thing. I've done some stupid stuff on TV thinking like, Oh my God, they told me to be active. You know, they told me to have personality and it's, it's a fine line. I mean, you know, you take that too far, you know, the station's begging you to do it and then you take it too far and they'll just totally hang you out to dry and abandon you. You know, if you take it a little too far. So you really got to be careful. Um, but you know, done right. I mean, it, you know, people like it and it'll take your career pretty far and, um, the station will be happy, but it's just a really fine line, you know, what's too much. And, and this guy, I mean, I think he took it too far, but, um, you know, he'll probably land somewhere. I've seen that with a lot of people in the business. I'm, I'm familiar with people who've been arrested and then still get jobs. In fact, there were two reporters in Ooh. Connecticut who that happened for, I'm not going to name them, but um, who had literally been arrested and then got hired again at TV stations. So um, you never know. I mean, and I believe in second chances. I really do. Um, unless it's like homicide and the person's convicted and we're positive that it's, that they were guilty. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. so, I mean, although there are the situations where DNA is wrong, DNA evidence gets confused, you know, so you, know, you never know. Um, all right. This is took a really weird turn. So, Let's steer it back. Um, so you and I, uh, it's funny the way we met, well, we met because we worked at the same station, but we really didn't talk for like the first year, mostly because we had different schedules. And then it's funny the way we became friends because I remember I was like working out and, um, you know, like to listen to some pump up music. And I had on a song by, uh, I guess it, it's, it's Young Jeezy or it's just go back. Oh yeah, it was Jeezy. Oh, I, I remember this very clearly. Oh yeah. You remember that? I, I, the, the way I remember it is that, um, you, I don't know if you had like tweeted it out or put it on Facebook or something and it was the lyrics. And then I referenced it. I think it was during one of the softball, the, those charity softball games, we were getting like lunch in between the games or something like that. And I think I, I might've like, it was our, one of our first times really in like a casual setting, not at work. And I think I had said like, yeah, like, yo, know, I really, you know, thought it was hilarious how you, you quoted that on, on Facebook the other day. And then you mentioned how one of our older anchors, Al Terzi, who's literally actually turned 77 yesterday. And you were like, Al Terzi is actually a huge hip hop fan. And I was like, oh, is he? And you, and you convinced me. I'm, I was so gullible. And you, you, your humor was like just deadpan enough that it, it sold me on it. <laughs> that Al Terzi was a huge hip hop fan and knew all these hip hop lyrics and he and he listened to Young Jeezy all the time. And and I was like and that's when I knew like you were legit. That's when I knew you know, I was like, all right, he's you know, this, this guy this guy's funny. So yeah, that was oh my oh, gosh. Man. It was like did we did we just become best friends? <laughs> it was just kinda, I, forgot, oh, I, man. For, I forgot about the whole um the whole Al Terzi thing. That's that's funny looking back on it. That does sound like something I I would do for some reason. That that, uh, that aspect of my personality has, has made me friends and probably lost me friends too. the whole uh, deadpan sarcasm thing, which, which yep. I'm trying to get away from because it just, it just messes people up. They don't know how to take you. It just makes them feel uncomfortable. But uh, some people love it, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I was also remembering that then we started making fun of the song together because we realized that in the song, it sounds like Young Jeezy is hungry. Because he's like, he said, look, I made a list because I, in advance of this podcast, because I knew we were going to talk about this. So he, he says the word celery, tartar sauce, broccoli, dinner plate, napkin, literally says the <laughs> word hungry, says cake, curly fries, fish sticks, and asparagus all in one song. <laughs> oh my God. I, I can, I can hear it in my head right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that he must've, he must've been like. I mean, you never you never go grocery shopping when you're hungry, and apparently you should never write rap lyrics when you're hungry. That's right. Because he was hungry. So we'll take a break to, to listen to the song for a little bit. Here we go. All Of course, I missed the part with the, uh, the actual lyrics, but it's coming up. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> 
So there, there you go. We heard yeah. the curly fries, tartar sauce, celery, and broccoli all and asparagus all in one uh, one stanza there. So young Jeezy, hungry as he writes. Um, yeah. Although I'm pretty sure that like half, at least half of those are metaphors for explicit things. But um, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, it's much more fun <laughs> just to pretend that he's starving as he writes his rap lyrics. Um, yeah, yeah. So once we had that moment, you and I became good friends. Um, so, um, so let's get into your job a little bit. So how did you, let's say this, I mean, there's kids out there who are into science and math and, and think the weather's cool. And it's, what's cool about you, what I always liked about you is that you are a pretty cool guy. You know, you appreciate, you know, for example, you, you know, some rap songs, you play sports, whatever, and a funny guy, but you also are kind of a science nerd at the same time. Um, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but in a good way. So if you were advising someone in high school right now, you know, if they want to become, quote, a weather girl, weather woman, weather man, what advice would you give them if they're a senior in high school or a junior in high school? Um, to try to contact any local weather people, um, and they don't even have to be ones who are on air. You can always find, like, the National Weather Service has uh, a number of meteorologists. And one thing that's interesting is that 90% of the meteorologists in the country are not on TV. So only 10% of meteorologists are, are on television. Um, and so there, there are a number of other ways you can you know, get in touch with them. Like I said, the National Weather Service and there's um, meteorologists who work for like FedEx, for example, to make sure that their, you know, their, their trucks aren't gonna crash in the snow. Um, if you've ever been on a plane, you know, the, every flight that, that's going on across the country right now has been scrutinized by a meteorologist first to make sure that they're not running into any bad weather. Um, so there are just a number of jobs that are not on TV, but if, if TV is something you've decided, then, uh, just, just load up on science. Just try to be as, as, you know, there's so many things online. There's all these YouTube videos where you can just watch like tornadoes and stuff. And you can see, you know, live reports in, in the middle of hurricanes, which is something I had the pleasure of doing. And, you know, there's just so many ways to, to access all that online now, um, but also just getting in touch with a meteorologist in some way um, and just shadowing them for a day and just seeing, you know, how awesome it is. Cause like, I don't want to guarantee, but I, I think that most people um, upon seeing, you know, uh, the job of someone doing the weather is, it's a fascinating thing. And it's, it's hard to see that and then not want to do it afterwards. Um, and, and don't be discouraged if you're not the best at math because I am not the best math student. Um, back in school, it's something I had to really grind through. I had to take calculus one, two, and three. I had to take physics, which is calculus-based, um, ordinary differential equations, all kinds of, you know, formulas and stuff that would just, you know, thinking about it now gives me a headache. But um, grinding through that and just putting in the extra effort and, and, um, and, and, and understanding it as best you can, even if you're not the best math student, because uh, it, it really pays off. So just, just kind of, you know, dive into the science and don't be afraid to, to be a nerd. Um, I, 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 the term nerd for me is, is a term of endearment. I, I love it. I, I, I'm a self-described nerd. Um, so it, it's something that I uh, absolutely love. And you mentioned how, like, you know, with sports and stuff like that, in college, I kind of had almost in a way, two identities. There was, there was the baseball playing Dan. So like the quote unquote jock. And then there was the, the nerd. There was my, you know, me hanging out in the meteorology lab, you know, sitting there doing complex equations and formulas and stuff like that. Um, so it's, it was kind of, I guess it was me subconsciously trying to be as balanced of a person as I can be, but um, it's benefited me in this job because part of this job is just relating to average people and, and, and I kind of have like a little bit of both of the worlds. I, I relate to people who are on the academic side and, and you know, the sciencey side, the nerd side. And then I also can relate to people who just want to kick back, have a beer and watch a, watch a game or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can tell the audience that I never saw Dan doing any complex equations at Fox 61, but <laughs> I will believe that he did them in college. Yeah. Yeah, I, I try to I try to avoid them at work now as much as possible. There's a lot of computers that help us out for that now. Yeah, that's yeah. But you know, it's it's about learning the basics, and then you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, it's like you, you know, typing helps us uh, communicate ideas faster. But you need to learn to write before you can type, essentially. You know, mm -hmm. that type of thing, I think. But anyway, 
I digress. Um, so you're at Fox 61. You've been there like a long time now. I mean, what, since 2010 or nine? Um, so it was the way beginning of 2011. Um, so it was, uh, it was actually, it was one eleven eleven was my start date. So it was uh, January 11th of 2011, which was actually one of the biggest snowstorms that we had that year, which is actually still one of the biggest snowstorms in Connecticut history. So that was fun. Uh, so my first day I worked uh, about 30 hours in a row, slept at the station, all that. Um, so it was kind of like, is this what work is going to be like? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so it's coming up on what is that, nine years now. Um, yeah. Been, for, been for a while. People, it's flown by. Almost 10 years. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, for people who don't understand working in the Northeast, um, first of all, storms are literally called nor'easters. Um, so yeah, it's kind of named after where you're living. And uh, if you're if you're a lucky soul who works out in Arizona or Texas or or you know Florida or whatnot, obviously you have to deal with your own natural disasters down there. But up in Connecticut, I mean, I also slept in that newsroom, I think multiple nights because of snow, and and we were covering snowstorms, and they were like, yeah, you're not going to be able to get home, so bring a sleeping bag. And uh, I'll I'll never forget that. I mean, it was like it was like a posh, you know, I don't want to call it a refugee camp because obviously those are a real thing and they're very sad, but like it was as close to that, you know, as you can get in a newsroom because we were literally back in like the sales office. I was under a desk in a sleeping bag, brought a pillow, you know, that kind of thing, brought, you know, slippers and we were brushing our teeth. I mean, it's just, it's what, what a weird career, you know, where you're sleeping it, after work. Um, it, it, it was bizarre. You were there in uh, 2013 for the, the big blizzard when we had uh, 40 inches of snow um, in one, oh, that in was, uh, one I night. I will never forget that. I will never forget that night. I mean, I, I've never in my life seen snow that high up. I remember walking the dog. I mean, we I had to, like, carry the dog. We, you, you couldn't even walk. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. The best part is I remember I had that roommate, from, my good friend who's from uh, Zimbabwe, and so he's oh, yeah. not used to a ton of snow. And, and so, you know, what an experience to come to the United States and uh, see all that snow. Yeah. That's, it's just, uh, that's still, it's still like the benchmark for, for what we compare a lot of snowstorms to. So yeah, really, really incredible stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really, really wild. Um, never, we'll never forget that. I mean, the, I, the stories I covered in Connecticut were just absolutely, I mean, just like breathtaking. I mean, in good ways and really, really bad ways, mostly bad ways, sadly, but I mean, Superstorm Sandy, you know, was when I was there. And um, obviously, we didn't get hit the hardest in Connecticut, but we got hit. Um, and you know, that blizzard of 2013, I think there ended up being was there another one in like 2014. I don't know, it feels like there was another one. But um, but yeah, that yeah one, there were a couple others. Oh, you know what, actually, I'm thinking of another one, which they thought was going to be as bad. And then it really wasn't quite as bad as was predicted. Oh yeah. In 2014, I think there was one that, or it might've been 15. There was one that shifted a little bit to the East. And so like way, way Eastern Connecticut got like 30 inches, but in Hartford and New Haven, all like the main areas where a lot of people live in Connecticut, there was like, like about four inches or something like that. It was yeah, not, yeah. you know, that was it. That was it. And we prepped, you know, I, in fact, I slept at the station that night too, and ended up being kind of all for not because it, we got like four inches, but um, yeah, you know, you, when you, when you might get 40, I guess that's what you do. But uh, yeah, that was 2015. I do remember that. So that was a couple of years after the 20, but the 2013 was no joke. Um, absolutely crazy, craziness. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that one, the 2015, you know, some meteorologists got wrong sort of. Um, so how do you deal with that? I mean, do you get that criticism on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, yearly basis? Like, oh, you suck. You got it wrong. You know, you, you lie. You're not even good at your job. You know, well, how do you deal with that? It um, I'm getting more, I guess I don't, I'm getting more thick skinned, um, with it. And it just kind of like, this is going to sound like cheesy, but it kind of just bounces off. Like I don't, it doesn't even, I, it doesn't even sink in. Um, it, it depends on what it is though. Cause it, when we're making a forecast, we're making a prediction. It's, it, I equate it to sports a lot. And it's like for a game, like let's say the Super Bowl. Before the Super Bowl is going to be played, you have an idea of who is likely to win. Let's say there's a good, you know, a, a really good team playing against a not so great team. Um, you know, in the Super Bowl, you would predict that most likely the really good team is going to win. But sometimes the not so great team wins. You have an upset, and that's kind of 
what happens in storms sometimes. Sometimes there can be an upset. You know, sometimes this, all the computer data, all of the, uh, the data shows that this thing is going in a certain direction and it's going to be dropping this much snow at this time and this is going to happen. And then, you know, things kind of just start to shift a little bit towards the last minute. And then you try to get that word out there and then people get mad at you for changing your forecast. And it's like, you know, and to use another similar sports analogy, it's kind of like if you're, uh, let's say you're betting on a, on a football game and then like Tom Brady gets hurt right before the game, you know, are you going to, and you can still change your bet. Are you going to change your bet based off of Tom Brady getting hurt? Well, I, you know, a lot of people would because that's one of the better, you know, players in, in the league, uh, possibly of all time, getting hurt. And then you'd want to, uh, you know, change your bet based off of that. So that's kind of what happens with forecasts when we get closer to an event and there's like a big storm coming. And then you start to see that things are starting to change. So you start to change your forecast. And then no matter what, you're going to get hate mail. It's just the way it is. Um, and some of it can even be just a communication issue. Like I'll have a correct forecast, but it's just about the way that we communicated it. Um, that can sometimes be really frustrating. Um, and ju just like with news, I mean, news is a similar thing where, you know, it's all about how you communicate it, how you tell that story. Um, like one small thing was today we have cloudy skies and it's kind of drizzle and kind of a, a just a dark and dreary day. And I, I knew that there was going to be the chance for maybe a couple of patches of blue sky, maybe just a little sunshine. And so my forecast said overcast, but I mentioned like verbally a couple of times that there might be a few patches of blue sky. Then one of our, our photographers comes up to me and goes, hey, Dan, there's blue sky outside. What the, what the heck is going on here? And I'm like, well, that's what I said, but it just, it's not something I like, you know, hammered home in, in the message. Um, so it, it's tough. It's tough to find that communication and to find that like, you know, happy medium of, of making the most sense <laughs> and still maintaining, you know, keeping the time because, you know, as, as you know, Bo, we're, we're timed essentially, you know, you have to, if the producer says rap, you gotta, you gotta shut up, um, most of the time, but yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I don't envy you guys. I mean, the thing, here's the thing, like every, everything's different, right? You know, like if you're, if you're a baseball player, if, if you do well three out of 10 times, so 30%, you're good. You might be the best, actually. If, like, if you bat 300 is how they call it in baseball, you know, if you bat 400, if, you're, if you do it, if you hit the ball four out of every 10 times when you go to the plate, that's like the best in the league, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I, by I, far, I, yeah. I think that's, that's you, the, you know, the, it's, the, 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 league, the league leader, um, I think the league leader this year hit like, uh, you know, 340 or something like that, 330. So, you know, uh -huh. 3.4 out of every 10 at bats, they're, they're getting a hit and every other time they're striking out, right. Or getting blocked or, you know, but strike basically striking out. So anyway, but you know, so that, that's good in baseball, but you know, if you're a, if you're a brain surgeon and you only do the surgery correctly, 40% of the time, you're, you're going to kill someone, you know, you're, you're going to be out of business, you know? And so, or even if you're a, you know, a reporter and you, and you only get the facts right, 40%. So, I mean, there's just different standards. I mean, you know, there's, I think there's other things though, too, like a fisherman, you know, maybe you only catch fish 60% of the time and the rest you come up empty handed. That's okay though. So, you know, I think there's things like that. And, and like, you, you know, sports analysts, they don't always call the game right, you know, predicted. So, you know, but people just don't have patience with weather, I guess, because it's so personal, you know, they base their uh, travel on it and their, you know, things involving their kids. And so it's, it's rough. I don't, I don't envy uh, what you do um not not the easiest job in the world and and you're very public now you're more public than ever before i mean in the old days you would just go off a of tv and you know maybe someone would you at see you at the local coffee shop and give you give you their some lip but uh but now you know they just hop on twitter any of the social media and they're telling telling you uh, how they feel about your about your uh your your, your, yep. your uh, prediction there so there's also um like people will get on on us about other people's forecasts sometimes like and i know this you know the the, the forecast can sometimes can vary from station to station um but you know like if, if another meteorologist gets a different uses a different forecast it, you know decides on saying four to six inches and i say one to two and then there's an inch and a half on the ground people say you said four to six and i'm like no i didn't um but yeah that that's another just issue with that um 
and then the whole like you know if i had a dollar for every time someone came up to me and said you have the only job where you can be wrong half the time so keep your job you know everyone thinks that they're like the ones who invented that term or that saying and i'm right. like ha 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 um <laughs> but uh i think a lot of people just don't realize the amount of uh complexity that's there um i mean you're talking about the atmosphere is an unbelievably complex thing um, you know, there, there's thousands of feet above our heads. We have to account for all of that air, all of that moisture, all of that movement of air. And it's just, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of crap that goes into it. So, yeah. um, so what's the deal with yeah. your uh, Twitter profile? It says, I'm your mom's favorite weather guy. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> so on, uh, it, it pretty much stemmed from Facebook and I think I did a Twitter analytics once too, but Facebook, it, it shows you like, when you have a page, it shows you who is interacting with your page the most. And overwhelmingly, and I mean overwhelmingly, my key demographic, my, my, my highest demographic is women between the ages of, I think it was, it's 45 and 65 or 40 and 65. So that's my, that's my demographic. That's my, that's my wheelhouse. Women between the ages of, of 40 and 65. So um, that's kind of why I jokingly did that. And then, people thought it was funny and I was like, all right, fine. So it kind of sounds like arrogant, but it's just, I don't know. Um, I, I think on, I think online I appear maybe more arrogant than I really am. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, not, not a lot, but a, maybe perhaps, um, yeah. not a ton though, not, not in a horrible way. Um, but it, you know, it, it raises the eyebrows a, a bit, but I, you know, when you hear the story behind it, it makes perfect sense. Which is, but it also says overall hungry boy. So what does that mean? Because <laughs> I like to eat. Like I literally actually right now I have, I have pasta sitting right in front of me and I've been like slowly chewing it, just trying not to, you know, make it obvious that I'm eating. <laughs> I just oh. like to eat. I don't know. That's, that's, that's pretty much where that, that comes from. That's hilarious that you're saying that because I'm starving right now. I've not eaten dinner yet, but I'm, I'm sacrificing for, for the podcast. I, I did not plan my day well, so. We've had this scheduled for a while, but I did not plan around it the right way. You're going to end up writing some young Jeezy lyrics soon. That's right. Well, that, that's what I said. Yeah, you're, you're like Jeezy. You're also very hungry all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably talk about food in your forecast. You're like, oh, yeah. <coughs> um, <coughs> so, but why'd you call yourself a boy? You're like 30 years old. Because uh, I've always looked um, younger than I really am. And I, I mean, I'm not like old, but um, I mean, I'm, I don't hide how, how old I am. I'm 31 now, but up until like, I think I'm starting to look more my age in the last like year or two. But up until like, I mean, for most of my 20s, I pretty much looked like I was like 15. Like, it, I always joke that if I were like cast in a movie as an actor, I would have played a high school kid. Um, and, and I was like, fine with that. Cause you know, people always say that, you know, that's a good thing, I guess, to look younger, but it, I was getting carded up until like, you know, maybe a year ago. So yeah. <laughs> that's, I guess why I always kind of refer to myself as a boy. Um, and a little bit of as a mental thing too, being in, in the profession, you know, that, that we were in, I was, when I got hired back then, I was, uh, you know, back in 2011, I was, and I think I was for a while, for about a year or two, I was by far the youngest person on air in Connecticut. Um, so I kind of had like this, you know, like I'm the young one mentality. Like I'm, I'm the rookie. I'm the, I'm the kid. Um, yeah. And, and so, you know, and I'm, I'm surrounded by people who are literally all of them are older than me. So it was, um, it's kind of just a weird mentality to have. It's all your extended so, answer of why you call yourself a hungry boy on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love I didn't, it. I, I, didn't, I didn't think we'd be diving this deep into it. You're getting all like, you know, I'm getting all deep here now. It's oh, yeah. Crazy. I, I totally <laughs> lie to people. I say there's no prep needed. And then I just grill you on, on everything personal. Um, Fine. No, but it's funny. They, they do that in movies. and It, it drives you crazy. I mean, they, they put these people in these roles and they're like, oh, look, it's high school senior Jesse. And it's like a 35-year-old. And it's, it's really not fair because then like real high school kids watch that and they're like, well, I don't have like facial hair or like rippling biceps or, you know, I'm not six, seven. So like, is that what I'm supposed to look like? I, I, it's, I actually think it's dangerous to society that we do that Hollywood does that. They, they always do that. For the most part. It's so funny actually you say that because like literally two days ago I was watching Superbad, um, which I hadn't seen that movie in so long. So I was like, oh, I'll put on Superbad. 
And I was like, the, I, I just forgot how old everyone looked. And then I, I realized that I think like several of the, the um, actors and actresses in the movie were like 23 at the time. And it's like, that's just so wild to have them playing like a junior or senior in high school at the age of 23. Right. But, well, wow. I mean, and it's like, yeah, it's just, I could go off on this for a long time, but you know, it's just, uh, right. They're playing a junior, you know, it, it just blurs the line. I don't know. It's just, it's very weird. Um, but you know, the best example of that, which I'm pulling up right now, just to confirm, but I'm 95% sure is, um, Alan Ruck. And I'm guessing, I mean, I wouldn't even have known who that was had I not looked it up, but, um, he's the guy who played the um the guy in Ferris Bueller's Day Off who was the friend who wore the Red Wings jersey yep yeah yeah I'm so, uh, Cameron he played Cameron Fry and do you do you know this how old he was in that film he was supposed to be playing a high school senior I have no idea how old he was at that point take a guess what is it 22 30 he was 30 years old it's a true he story was 30 Oh my God! Alan Ruck, yeah. the thirty-year-old playing an eighteen-year-old, so he was twelve years older. I mean, you know, he looked a little young, but like, come on! It's like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's very silly. But um, I forgive him because he's now on a on a good show on HBO called Succession, um, and he plays one of the brothers. So, um, on, on that, you should check that out. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the perfect example. So um, never do that, Dan. If you're cast in a film. Say you want to play the, the correct age. Don't don't play down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Promise, promise me that. Um, uh, you have my word. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know how uh, you can, I don't know if you know this, but you can listen to podcasts at like 1.5 speed. Like it actually speeds it up. So if the people are talking kind of slow, like, or if it's an audio book, you, know, you can get through it faster. And yeah. there's people that do that. There's people that listen to it at 2x speed you know, double, um, which to me sounds like the chipmunks, but, um, and then you can also slow it down if you want. Like if it's too fast, maybe it's a language podcast, you can slow it down if it's in another language. But the ABC News Live um, today had a question and they said, would you watch Netflix at 1.5 times the speed? Um, would you do that? I, I don't think I would do that. Like if you're watching Friends or something, like watch it faster? I, I don't know. No, because like part of it is I want to, I, like podcasts, I kind of get because a lot of the focus on podcasts, for the most part, it's like it's informational. But it, I feel like with a lot of things like Netflix or just TV in general, you're you're typically watching it for entertainment. I guess if I were watching like a newscast, maybe I would watch it on a little bit, you know, faster. But if I'm watching like you know just a show, I feel like watching. I, I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna watch it normal speed because a lot of it is like timing. Like, if you think about comedy, especially, comedic timing is everything. Um, and so, yeah, having that timing be, you know, a little sped up or off or just, I don't know, it, I feel like that would make it awkward or weird. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. So the World Series is on tonight. We're going to um, bring the, this interview to a close pretty soon because we just frankly want to watch the game. Um, I think it's on right <laughs> now. But um, it's been a crazy World Series. I mean – First of all, the president of the United States was booed the other night, um, mm -hmm. and there was a sign that came down and said "impeach him," and um, so that happened. Then there were the two women behind home plate who literally exposed themselves, um, flashing the crowd. They did? Did you not hear about this? Oh no! I, I apparently I should have. I think I spend way too much time on Twitter, but um, yeah, this is like a legitimate story that you know covered by USA Today and all kinds of outlets. Um, Apparently they were promoting some kind of weird like pornography style magazine that they're promoting or, or owning ownership of. They're like Instagram models who are trying to like tell the stories behind the lives of Instagram models. Cause clearly that's what we're all searching for getting, you know, um, very interesting idea. But we'll put it that way. But um, you know, just what everybody wanted to get to know who's behind you know, the, the personalities of Instagram models. Um, the info we need. I'm not sure how deep that pool goes. It might, it might be a little shallow there, but um, anyway, so whatever, they're, they're good people. They're, they're the best people, but um, yeah. So they, they were right behind home plate. I don't know if this has ever been done before, but they just like flashed the camera, both two of them. 
Um, wow. One got a letter the next day that said, you're forever banned from going into an MLB park. Um, so that happened. So the, the, the president is booed. There's an impeachment impeachment flag that comes down. They chant lock him up. People are flashing the camera on live national TV, like full on flash. And then a guy, what happened? Did you hear about the guy who got hit with the... Oh that? yes, the the, the he was had the he was double fisting the Bud Lights and then he took he took the home run right off his belly. Yes, yes, yes that guy. Ugh. So and then he I think Budweiser did a commercial for him then and um my guy uh, Ike Jaji who I taught at uh, Quinnipiac who now works down at Fox Five and who worked with you at Fox sixty one. Yeah, uh, yeah. He I interviewed saw. that guy. He interviewed the the beer belly guy. Um, so <laughs> it's a small world. Ike, Ike is so great. I, Ike, on a random note, Ike just like, I filled in on the evenings for a while and Ike would just like, he would just walk into the studio to do his report. It would be like during commercial break and he just brought the mood up so much. Like he just, he would walk in and just go, what's Gucci? And then everyone would just like be in such a great mood and he would have this huge smile on his face and it was just, uh, Ike is awesome. Can't say enough yeah, good things about him. a great guy, great personality. Um, yeah, I, t- I taught uh, at Quinnipiac for a while. Uh, Jen Bernstein uh, let me take over her role there, and, and Rich Hanley, thanks. Shout out to Rich. And uh, Ike was one of the students and someone who decided to get into the business later in life. And I just have so much respect for that guy. I mean, first of all, just amazing personality, but also, you know, to do what he did and, and get back, you know, uh, switch careers basically and, and um, or, you know, go to, go to grad school for journalism and then move to Joplin, Missouri, and live in like the world's small, you know, very small town, probably a great place, but, um, you know, and work his way up and now he's in a, a top 10 market and I, I will not be surprised whenever he makes the, uh, the national news pretty soon. So, um, great guy. So wish him all the best. And, and actually he's yeah. agreed to be a podcast guest. So we will, we will have Ike on the pod, uh, pretty soon here coming up in the month of November. So we'll definitely look forward to that one as well. Can't, all right. Can't wait and, to hear that. All right. Do the rapid fire questions. Here we go. Um, I got to do, do some new ones because I've been doing the same ones every time. So uh, first off, what is your, who's your favorite rapper of 2019? So it doesn't have, to be, a new, it doesn't have to be a new rapper, a new hip hop artist, but like just who have you listened to the most in 2019, would you say, rap wise? Oh gosh, probably still uh, Jay-Z, I'd say. Okay. I, I still I, I still put on Hova all the time. It's just I don't know. That's it, yeah. it's always my go to. He's I, I've gotten lazy with rap the last few years. Um and some of the newer stuff, you know, not as much. So I would I would say probably still Jay Z. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm gonna highly recommend uh Saint John to you. It's like Saint and then J H N. Definitely my favorite of twenty nineteen. Um pretty new rapper, uh been out for a while, like a couple years, but um my, by far my favorite hip hop album of, of twenty nineteen, by far, by far. Um Saint J H N, Saint John. Um all right, so next we'll go with um what is your favorite purchase? What is your favorite recent purchase? We'll say last twelve months. Uh, anything that costs a hundred dollars or less. So, so what's the what's the favorite thing you've bought uh, for yourself or you know a gift you've received that was a hundred dollars or less? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, uh, honestly, just just quality coffee. You know that's weird, but like when you wake up, when I do, you know, I get up at two thirty every morning. So like having just a nice enjoyable cup of coffee um that i can i can brew myself you know so i it was at blue state coffee company in uh i think they're based out of i don't know south windsor or something like that in, in connecticut but it's this this you know local roaster they they roast their own beans and all that and it, i just got some espresso um and i was like i drank it and i was like this is just amazing and so i'm I, you know, it was like 10 bucks or something, but I'm absolutely going to be buying it from there from now on. Cause I just couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. No, so I guess that I guess, I guess that's my answer. It just make yeah. it just starts my day off in such a better way. So yeah. Do you have to get up at two 30 uh, this morning, this upcoming morning? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to watch the whole game though. I'm going to watch, I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm, it's game seven. <laughs> and when it's a game seven, I feel like you gotta, you gotta go all out. That's true. Um, I, I love game sevens in sports. The, the energy is incredible. 
Yeah. So, I, and I'm, I'm notorious for staying up way too late and not getting enough sleep. So, oh well. It's okay. Um, what TV, what TV show are you streaming right now on, on, you know, Netflix or HBO or whatever? Um, there's a show or there's a documentary. Um, it's like a, I don't know if it's like a mini series documentary, but it's, uh, called unnatural selection and it's about gene editing, uh, um, like this thing called CRISPR, which is used for gene editing. Oh, and yeah. it's been this big explosion of, of gene editing in the last few years, uh, after this discovery of CRISPR. Um, so I'm, I'm like about, I don't know, halfway through it or something like that, but it's, it's just so fascinating and, and just seeing what they can do. Um, and yeah, all, all the applications of that. Exciting and also quite scary. And, and that, that could very well change the life as we know it and, and the world, I think. Um, and mm-hmm. people, most people, probably 99% of people don't even know what it is. If you said CRISPR, they, they don't even know what you're talking about, but yeah, that is, that sounds very fascinating. That, that's, that's why I love this podcast because I can find out stuff like that, you know, and then, and then check it out. So, um, all right. Um, all right. Dan is, so this is fill in the blank and we're looking for your sort of like alter ego, uh, from like a fictional, uh, area of life, like, like a book or a movie. So for example, Bo is the blank of journalism. And I like to say Bo is the, for my answer, I would say the Jason Bourne of journalism. So let's do Dan is the blank of meteorology. Um, it's what I, what I'd love to be or what I am. What you view yourself as. Oh, gosh. Flash, um, flash what you'd love to be. Both, both, both. It, it, I guess it, it, if I, what I'd love to be, the, the Elon Musk of, of meteorology, Ooh. I guess. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, just, just to find, I mean, I, I, be, to be able to execute on, on such big ideas, um, you know, to have a big, like, industry changing idea and then be able to make that happen would be really cool. Um, but I, I can't say that I, you know, have, have accomplished that kind of stuff yet. So, uh, in terms of, uh, hmm, I'll, I guess I'll say I'm the Jose Altuve of, uh, of meteorology at this point. Um, he's, a, he's a player on the Astros who's like five foot six. He's the shortest player in the major leagues and he's just kind of like, no one expects much of him, but he can actually like, make stuff happen and so i guess that's that's, okay. that's what i consider myself right now as just people I, I i don't know it sounds cheesy but i i've been underestimated a few times just like a lot of people have in their careers and um it's always nice to be able to you know see the look on people's faces when you surprise them and say hey i got this job and, and i got this you know this accomplishment and i did this and, and people are uh doubting you so yeah yeah um, do you, uh, do, do you listen to podcasts? And if you do, what's your favorite podcast? I don't really listen to podcasts. I really should. And I have like, I have like a list of like 50 podcasts that I should listen to. Um, my sister's really into pod save America. Um, yeah, yeah. and I think I listened to like, I don't know, five minutes of it once. And then I, I like got busy and had to do something, but um, yeah, I, I, I have like a long list of things that I need to listen to. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't listen to them, I always, I, I think people actually honestly get confused and don't really know like the proper time to do it, uh, or how to do it. And it's like the best way to do it is just like bring up, have an app on your phone, whether it's the iTunes podcast app, um, or like there's other ones, like there's Podomatic is an app that you just have and they, they all just live there basically. And you just bring up that app and can search for any of them. And then the key is you got to play it when you're like kind of distracted. Like it can't be the one thing you're doing because we all have such short attention spans now. So it's got to be kind of in the background. Like you have to be driving or like washing the dishes, doing the laundry, walking your dog. That's the time to do it in my opinion. But um, yeah. I don't know anyone who just like sits by the fire with like a glass of scotch and, and just like listens to a podcast. on a Saturday <laughs> night. Um, Although I'm sure there's some people that are doing that. Um, so, all right, wrapping up, um, who's your favorite stand-up comedian, um, either of all time or, or right now? Uh, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. Yep. Um, probably, you know, of all time and still now. Um, it's just, he, he, he tells stories and they, but I, I mean that in like, it's not even like the whole point of the story is just to be funny. 
you're like, you're, you're learning things. And I know you, I think you've seen Chappelle. Uh, have you seen him in person before? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was at that crazy show? show in Hartford where I was. Oh like, gosh. Yeah. The one where he just like showed up and was angry and then just like walk off the stage. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chappelle just, I and he's just so entertaining. I could just, I could hear him just like talk, you know, about anything. And I would just pay attention because he just, he, he's entertaining and, he, and he's got a, he has a fascinating life and he's got a great perspective on things. So yeah, I think, I think Chappelle's probably, probably that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's an amazing talent um, for sure. Generational talent. Um, and um, are you, are you planning to, are you, do you think that you will realistically stay in um, local news for the rest of your career? Or do you see yourself being one of the, part of that other 90% of meteorologists who aren't on TV? Um, probably not staying in it. Um, like, it's, it's something I've been bouncing back and forth with recently, but you know, maybe in a few years, one of my like, quote unquote, dream jobs, I, I've been loving space more and more recently, just like rocketry and space and, and all that. So to be like a, a forecaster for uh, space launches and rocket launches and stuff, like whether it be a NASA or SpaceX or something like that, um, that would be probably, I guess, a, a dream job of that. And And the whole like, getting out of TV idea with just not having the pressure of just the little things that TV creates, you know, like the, the appearance thing and, and just, you know, viewers yelling at you for things you didn't even say and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. And obviously waking up at two 30 in the morning, is kind of, it's kind of difficult sometimes. Yeah. Um, dogs or cats? Uh, 15 years ago, I would have said cats. Now I'll say dogs. Oh, convert my man. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that'll do it for uh, this episode of Reporter Podcast. Thanks to uh, Dan Amaranti for joining us tonight. And he's a huge baseball fan who's missing the first couple innings to do this. So we appreciate your sacrifice, sir. Um, <laughs> if people want to find this hungry boy online, where can they go? Uh, on Twitter, you can search uh, at Dan Amaranti, um, or some people call it Dana Maranti. Um, <laughs> or, or you can find uh, on Facebook, Meteorologist Dan Amaranti, or uh, also on Instagram, I think it's just uh, Dan Amaranti or Amaranti Weather. You know, you type in anything with my last name, which is A-M-A-R-A-N-T-E. There's a lot of A's there, so that's where you can find me on there. Oh, and Bo, just a, just a side note, you did a story a few years ago on license plates. Yeah. You remember this one about the, yeah. the novelty license plates and all the interesting, the ones that were banned. So there were a bunch of banned license plates and a bunch of ones that weren't banned. And you were kind of, you had all these printouts of all these different license plates. So many of them are still in the newsroom to this day. <laughs> so in, in the Fox 61 newsroom, there's one that just, it has a Connecticut license plate and it just says idiot on it. <laughs> and, and that's just sitting, I don't even know whose desk it's at. It's just sitting at someone's desk. Um, and there are some there are some less appropriate ones too that are there and so uh the, every time i see that i'll be walking through the newsroom and i'll just be reminded of when you did that story it's, it's, it's oh a piece of it's a piece of bo berman that lives in the studio yeah, so we're supposed to end right now but we'll just do one more minute that that was such a fun story and it's so funny because I'm, I'm i'm a pretty creative person i think most people who know me would agree with that but i also like to quote steal story ideas from people that i think are good and it's not really stealing if you have the permission, which I did, but that story idea came from uh, my guy, Noah Pransky, who's a reporter, was a reporter out of Tampa Bay. And he did that story down there. And I, you know, I go to conferences and I meet people and I know him from a conference. And, and I said, can I, can I do that story? Like, can I do it in Connecticut? And he's like, hell yeah, do it in Connecticut. Um, but it was totally his idea, I believe, unless he got it from someone. But um, so I have to give him the hat tip on that. But yeah, that was a very fun story about how, the DMVs are just insane with which plates they approve versus which ones they deny. And so the whole point of the story was like, they approve, you know, they like approve the word idiot to be on a plate, but like they wouldn't let you get bad guy or like not nice man or something, you know, ridiculous. And there was a lot yeah. more vulgar stuff, you know, they'd be like pen 15 is cool, but not like B E G G, you know, it was like just ridiculous stuff um, that made no sense. Yeah. Like everyone agreed. Yeah. Like, 
there was one that had like anus on it or something and people are just you know rolling around with that on their license plate and yet, and yet like something like you know bad guy is not allowed so. yeah it was insane so we took them out and we showed we did like a survey of like people on the street you know do you think this one was allowed or this one and, and everyone got it wrong of course because it, it just makes no sense but that's that's hilarious to hear that those are still around the newsroom and I encourage you guys to clean that place the hell up if those, if those are still there four years <laughs> later. But I guess I guess they were a big hit, and, and they've now made them. They're now a decoration in the newsroom. So that's that's good stuff. I actually still had a, a soda bottle that from uh, Jim Altman that says like it's like a Deflate Gate Patriots soda or something, you know. So here at my house, so I, I got to clean that stuff up as well and get rid of that. A little bit old. Um, all right, man. Thanks a lot for this um, and. Uh, you know, everyone listening, uh, please subscribe, share, follow um, reporter.podomatic.com, P-O-D-O-M-A-T-I-C. And it's, of course, reporter with no vowels, R-P-R-T-R.podomatic.com is the best place to listen to all the episodes. But if you're on your phone, go to the podcast app and uh, search for R-P-R-T-R, and it comes right up. iTunes, big time. We're big time now. And we're also on Spotify, which is my favorite um, app for streaming music, and they have podcasts now, too. So... Just search uh, RPRTR on Spotify and you will find the Reporter Podcast there. All right. Thanks again to Dan Amaranti. And uh, go follow this guy on, on social media. He's hungry for more followers. That's our theme tonight. <laughs> We're both hungry. Young Jeezy's hungry. You're a hungry boy. I'm a, I'm a hungry guy. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Reporter Podcast with Bo Berman. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.